Okay. All right, thank you. We're back with Service Sharp and uh, talking about all things service now and uh, probably some things not service now as we go forward. But yeah. uh, uh, and actually, uh, we'll be talking a little bit outside of service now because ITIL is not technically service now. It's uh, it's a framework that service now was built uh, around or to enforce. No, 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 no. I, I, service now is ITIL, but ITIL is also service now. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll yeah, just confuse really. everybody. Well, but, but thank you, though. Yeah. 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 Um, so today we're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic in the entire world, and change management. Um, I know everybody loves submitting change requests and going through the process of getting changes uh, approved, but um, it's an important topic. You know, I think that... Uh, you know, I mean, the reality is probably most people hate the change management process. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody loves the change management process, but I've seen it done really bad, and I've seen it done really well. Yeah, and there is a way to make it done, make it really well, and and make it where people don't hate it. Yeah. They're willing to do it and automate stuff. There's a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of opportunities to to use the workflows to automate stuff. So we're yeah. we're gonna cover a couple things like the definitions. What are what are the different changes yeah. and you kind of the go yeah. over that kind of stuff. This is this is going to be a little bit technical, but a little bit of a primer on ITIL change management. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, um, all you ITIL experts out there, correct us where we're wrong. Yes, uh, yes, Kent, and, if you're uh, listening. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, correct us if we're wrong. Um, and uh, uh, you know, on the technical side, you developers and, and uh, admins give us some tips and tricks that we may not uh, touch on. And change management's a big topic, so we may not finish everything that we had planned to talk about in this episode and if we don't we'll just continue it and we'll bring the next episode in to do the change management yeah i have a feeling this is going to be a couple a uh, couple episodes well change, change management's big you know yeah, yeah it's a it's a big deal and uh, there's a lot to think about when you uh, when you start change management i think number one why why do we even need change management you know why is it important to have uh, change management. Yeah, so that's the one thing that I think that people don't, that people miss. The change management's been going on forever. I mean, look at um, the Toyota factories and in that kind of situation. That's where a lot of that stuff started. You know, in manufacturing, um, that kind of philosophies of you know having really good change management. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say though, with with ServiceNow. You know, they've got three different changes. They've got, you know, normal, standard, and emergency. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in organizations where the emergency changes have been 60%, 70% of their changes. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, been in organizations that um, 1% to 2% are emergency changes, which, by the way, that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> in the real world, it's usually a little bit more than 1% or 2%. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that's what you should luck. be striving for is, right. is uh, as few emergency changes as possible. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good metric. If you don't have a lot of good metrics yet, that uh, the amount of emergency changes you're doing in a certain time period should probably be one of them. Yes, um, yes. And I can tell you whether or not you're, uh, you know, how, I mean, it can help you tell how mature your IT organization is uh, or your business is in general, is how many emergency changes you're having to pump out. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go back a little bit, though, on the why of change management. Um, from a person who spent most of his life troubleshooting things, change management is really, really important when you're not the only person in the mix. So if yeah. you're the only person that there is, then you can just go willy-nilly changing everything you want. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you're going to forget what all the changes you made, and you're going to be upset with yourself because you can't figure it all out. But it doesn't really impact mm -hmm. as big. But when you're in an organization, when you're in a company where there's more than one person, 
uh, you change things, you increase the compl- the complexity of troubleshooting exponentially. Yeah. And uh, think about it like a Rubik's cube. You know, if you switch one row, it's relatively easy to get it back, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go in there and you jumble them all up, you spend 30 minutes fidgeting and not paying any attention to what you're doing, it's a lot harder to go back and... I mean, for most people, some of you out there can probably solve a Rubik's Cube in like 30 seconds. I know there's a YouTube video out there that teaches you how to do it. I still can't do it. But anyways, hmm. the, the the point is, it's a lot harder if yeah. you switch that thing 500 times right. to go back and figure out what the wrong step was right. than is if you do it one at a time and document things. And that's the purpose of change management, really, is to stop that. Well, and, and if you think about it, 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 ServiceNow, just so you know, is not a change record system. It is a change management system. Mm-hmm. It is to not only document the changes, but manage the changes. Mm-hmm. So we manage when we have changes. So mm-hmm. blackout dates, you know, things right. to that. When, when are we going to do the changes? And the nice thing about it is it keeps us from having conflicts. Like, for example, mm-hmm. if somebody's shutting down a server, well, Travis, somebody's trying to update it. <laughs> right. So there's yeah. lots of reasons why change management exists. Yeah, and I think that touches upon an important thing that you need a change manager or a change management team that um, a lot of companies miss this. They don't, yeah. they don't invest enough in this because, uh, but I, if I'm entering a change and I say uh, I want to update this networking configuration mm-hmm. um, and it, it's only going to affect this, 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 and this, um, if there's not someone that has a big picture view that's reviewing these things or not a committee that's having a big picture view that reviews these things, um, it's real easy to miss that, oh, wait, that's going to black out half of the company. Well, and that's you know where I mean? having a really good cab comes in place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to have the change advisory board. It's right. If you don't have that and don't have people talking about it, you're going to miss stuff. And you got to have yeah. the leaders in there. you got to have a lot of people yeah. in there and hashing it out. And the change management, the the cab, the change management is a really important part of being able to fail well. Yeah. And and I say fail well because we're going to fail. We're going to put patches out. We're going to release code that doesn't work the way we think (laughs) it's going to work. We're going to do things that cause problems, uh, but we need to be able to learn from them. And if we're not following a good change process, and it doesn't have to be a cumbersome change process. That's the other myth I think that's out there. It doesn't have to be a draconian process. But if we're not following a good process, we can't learn from those failures, and they're not useful failures. And there's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with failing unless you don't learn something from it. Well, and not, not everything has to go through CAB. There's yeah. lots of solutions. I mean, if it's, it, you know, it goes back to the different types of changes. Mm-hmm. You know, some do, some don't. There, there is a variety of different options, mm-hmm. and you have a very, very good workflow behind workflow engine behind it that you can really set some, you know do some really interesting things with change management. Mm-hmm. So there's three types of changes with ITIL. There's a normal change. Mm-hmm. What's a what's an example of a normal change? Uh, normal change is anything that is not an emergency change and it hasn't been pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, low-impact low, low impact changes are going to be um, put through on a standard change. So mm-hmm. medium and high impact. So things that are going to be... Um, the potential for problem is going to be higher. Okay. Those are going to be normal changes, and, and all normal changes go through CAB. 
So these are changes that need a little bit of review. They need a little bit of lead time. Right. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And then there's standard changes, which are... Now, standard changes are really great because those are the things that you do every day. They're, they're easily repeatable. They're uh, low risk, always low risk yeah. changes. So these are things that you do all the time that you don't need to be submitting a, a change mm -hmm. request for... Uh, a normal change request for and going to cab every week, mm -hmm. things that are pretty innocuous that aren't going to cause a lot of trouble. So like if a, if a certain node requires a reboot daily or something like that. Yeah, I mean, something to that effect, yeah. Although if a certain node is requiring a reboot daily, you might want to do problem management and yes, figure out what's yes. going on there. And, Which and, leads and me to another point. Uh, you know, with change management, it can mm -hmm. give you a better view in what changes are happening. And to, to manage those, mm -hmm. you can also identify problems from that. Correct. Things that you wouldn't even expect. Hey, yeah. we've had a change on this particular thing 47 times. Mm -hmm. We have had an emergency change six times on this one right. server, right? Yeah. It helps you identify your weak links. Sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then there's the emergency change. We talked about that. Um, yeah, emergency changes are just that. Mm -hmm. Hey, everything's down. We have a problem. This is an emergency. Mm -hmm. Now, this does get reviewed because, again, right. they're not low risk. They're right. high risk. They're going to probably cause problems. Mm -hmm. So these go to you know an ECAB, which is an right. emergency cab, to get approval. Yeah, and you're, it's up to your company to really define exactly what the tolerance level for the emergency mm -hmm. change is. So we worked at places where a quorum of directors had to sign off on it. Uh, we worked at places where you were trusted, you just make the emergency change, but the key is you document it afterwards. Yeah, I mean, um, absolutely. So, if you, so no matter what, you need to document and you need to go back through and do that learning part. Because again, if you can't fail... Well, right, and all emergency changes need to be looked at. Every mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah. That that goes back into having yeah. a good change manager. All change, all emergency changes mm -hmm. should be looked at, and said, okay, this is an emergency change, but it really shouldn't have been an emergency change, and that has to be addressed with the person who made yeah. it. And a free tip, process owners, don't make your change manager mad. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, you won't ever get another standard change, right. by the way. Cab goes a lot easier if you're nice to the change manager. <laughs> and, and I've seen cabs, cab be like uh, Mad Max in the Thunderdome before. Mm -hmm. It's It's been pretty interesting. It runs Barter Town. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so we talked about the purpose of change um, and everything like that. As it relates to ServiceNow, we talked about that a little bit, that ServiceNow is a, um, a change management platform, meaning that it's uh, something you've got to develop. Yeah. yeah. It's and something it, you've got to build. And you have a, the basic ITIL framework, and they mm -hmm. have some sample workflows and things like that, but you're going to have to configure it for your organization mm -hmm. in just the way it, the way it is in, in ServiceNow. Um, I wouldn't recommend um, somebody who doesn't know anything about change management to... Um, to actually be involved with setting that up because that doesn't end well. You need somebody that understands the basic ITIL framework mm -hmm. before that before you can get it set up correctly. Well, I think that's important. Uh, I think that my recommendation with anything ServiceNow would be to do a process review before you do any implementation. Absolutely. Grab, grab an ITIL expert. Yeah. Say, hey, I need you to, to, to go over this and, yeah. and build us some good process behind it. I always say if you can't do it on paper, then you can't do it on, you can't automate it. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is responsibility. I mean, you can automate anything. True. But a lot of times what we just get is, is 
bad results faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we just automate yeah. stuff on the fly. Yeah, you know? yeah, true, so. true. So we definitely want to make sure that we're we're doing the right things and we're doing it well. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the big thing is the responsibilities. We mm-hmm. have to understand that um, one one good policy that I've read has the chief uh, the CIO responsible for the change management process. Mm-hmm. When you get a leader of that level committed to being a part of the change process, to understanding that it's extremely important, they then hold people to it when maybe sometimes uh, other people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, I mean, if a change management process is going to work, it's going to have to have buy-in from the top down. Absolutely, absolutely, and and of course you have the change process owners, and you have the change, uh, the change manager. Now the change manager is an interesting role. You actually um, you will lead the cabs, mm-hmm. which again can be quite interesting, right. uh, depending on who's doing the changes at the time. Um, but their responsibilities are, you know, to to do the change. They maintain. They review. Uh, they want to make sure that everything's running smoothly, and it's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. In 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 a lot of organizations I've worked with, they have somebody that's specifically a change manager, and that is not only just a role or a title, but it's a role. Mm-hmm. It's actually what they do. They don't do anything else in the organization. Mm-hmm. That is a uh, great it, way to do that. Yeah, it's a critical role, and uh, you know you don't want your asset manager. To be your change manager. Right, yeah. You you, you want someone that can actually dedicate time to that process. You don't want John in accounting to to, uh, to, to run your change process. I mean, he may be a great. He might be manager. great. Maybe he's an ITL expert. Be. Maybe so. I mean, <laughs> don't discount people. And true, tell true, you, true. Tell you, tell you oh, that's right. I forget you're married to an account. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with it. I still don't uh-huh. care about John. Oh. <laughs> You have to establish a cab, and then you have to establish a, uh, an e-cab. Um, mm-hmm. E-cabs, they address uh, informally. Emergency cab? Yeah, the emergency cab. Uh, they are the other thing we need to talk about. After, you know, you've got your change manager set up. You have your, your cab set up. You have your responsibilities. You have a change policy that needs to outline, you know, what is supposed to be done, mm-hmm. when a change is supposed to be done, you know, that kind of thing. And not everything has to be a change. I mean, if you're only mm-hmm. changing data in a table, that's not a change. Mm-hmm. If you're adding a group, that's not a change. So not everything's a change. So you have to define right. yeah. what a change is. Mm-hmm. But don't underestimate the enforcement mechanism. Yeah, You have to be able to... Um, to have compliance from all of the organization and mm-hmm. boils down to leadership. Yeah, it, you know, I think that we could safely say probably that the most important piece of change management is not the technical piece. Yeah. It's the policy. And it it's, is. And it's the follow-through on the policy. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and I'll just be frank, it's a waste of time for you to start doing a change management process or project if you have no intention of driving buy-in. Yeah, if you don't enforce it and you don't drive buy-in, you are not going to have a good end yeah. result. And it's like CMDB when you, you know, if you don't have a good process for throwing things in the CMDB <laughs> and for vetting things, you're just going to end up with a mess that's un- that's unusable for you. CMDB, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> that's I've never seen anybody little, do that right. That's little, <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, from, uh, right? Quotes. Right? Yeah. Uh, what's that, does that stand for uh, yeah. configuration yeah. management database? That's that's right. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. 
ding, 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 I get a... Sword. You get a gold star? Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, but those are things that require a process, yeah. a, a lot of thought going through. It's boring. I understand that. It's boring yeah. to go through and do the, the, the definitions and the semantics and argue over it. And sometimes it feels like, especially on the technical side, when people are arguing these things, sometimes it can feel very... Um, uh, frustrating, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Uh, but you got to understand that that the process has to be there. Yeah. Um, and if the process isn't there, if you don't spend that time going through those definitions and semantics, then as a developer or an admin, you're going to get continually <laughs> frustrated because you're going to be changing the change yeah. process on a continual basis. How many how many times have we had a customer come to us? Hey, I need you to implement ServiceNow's change management. Well. That's great. Mm-hmm. What are your policies? Yeah. What policies? Right. How do you want to do change? What's a we policy? don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm glad you don't know because I'm going to tell you. The problem is they think they know and they want to do, they, they have some system they've used somewhere else and it's mm-hmm. not ITIL and it doesn't fit. But yeah. it goes back to if you're not an ITIL shop, if you don't understand ITIL, ServiceNow change management is ITIL framed. It, it is. Yeah. And it's but, important to have that. It's also important to understand that ITIL is a framework. It is. And it's it is. not mandatory. Like, it's not mandatory that you only have three categories of change. Right. That's true. But if you're going to add a fourth category of change, you need to figure out what you're going to do with it. You know? <laughs> true. And, that, and that's true. the thing. I think that's the, the key thing that ITIL tries to enforce. Some of you experts may be, like, I don't know, hating me right now. but Can't. Um, but... Um, <laughs> one of the key things about ITIL is it's basically saying... If you're going to do something, you need to know why you're going to do yeah. it. And you need to know how you're going to do it, and you need to be able to document that. And, right. and that's really the fundamental. So ITIL is not a step-by-step it's blue, not a rule book. blueprint for everything. Yeah. It is a guideline. You need to think of these things. Yeah. You need to answer these questions. Absolutely. In your organization. Absolutely. From a technical side, we talked about a, a little bit. We've only got a few minutes here. But we talked a little bit about... Um, or a lot about the process side of it. From the technical side, what are some of the challenges that um, that you have with implementing change? So one of the challenges that you have implementing the change management process is just the, honestly, it's the resistance from people, not having that buy-in. Those are the really resistance. When you're talking about implementing change management, mm-hmm. getting everybody together, once those processes are defined, mm-hmm. implementing it and putting in the right fields, creating the workflow, that stuff's the easy stuff. You give you give a good roadmap of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I see people go wrong is they don't put enough approvals on things. They don't. They make it so cumbersome and so difficult, difficult technically, that people hate it. They don't adopt it, and they have mm-hmm. a problem. Uh, one of the organizations that I've worked with, one of the great things they did is they had an approval on any changes that were low impact, even normal changes. Now I know that doesn't fit necessarily with ServiceNow's change management, right? Mm-hmm. But what it did is it allowed people to do those low risk that they haven't submitted a, a standard change for, that aren't really done very often, but are really super low risk. That that allows them to go ahead and get approval from their. They have to get approval from their manager, mm-hmm. and then the change manager. If those two things happen, the automated, you know, normal chain, normal approvals, um, then it doesn't have to go to cab. Now they have the option of saying, "Nope, goes to cab," mm-hmm. right? But this is something that if you can get those two people to approve, which by the way, don't make them mad. Those are the people you want. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, those kind of things have been great uh, and very yeah. successful. Yeah, I think that um, you, you build a process that works for your company and then you implement the process. And if the process of implementing change seems to be a nightmare, then uh, I would step back and just start from the top and, and ask, are we supporting this? Are we pushing this through the right way? Um, do we have the right people engaged? Yeah. And uh, also, you've got to kind of do a mindset shift because when you're talking about change management, you need to think about the customer. And the customer, in this case, is anybody entering a change ticket or anybody approving a change ticket or anybody working the cab. Yeah. And so the process for those three people, those three things, has to be... Um, customer friendly yeah. you know because if it's cumbersome like you said if it's if it's a, a horrible process or a horrible ui and you can't figure out what button to click and where to click it uh, people aren't going to use it and uh, that's going to defeat the whole purpose yeah. of spending the money to put it in right plus if you got to think about it so one of the things if you're trying to do this yourself if you literally are just an admin and you don't have a lot of experience with implementations and here you are you're trying to do it yourself stop mm -hmm. just stop you need two things you need a company like Sharpstone, that has a really good um, process design part, and you need them to be able to do the implementation expediently and do it well. I've seen too many times that, they, that they've tried to do it themselves, piece it together, and it just not work. They have to be able to get commitment, and mm -hmm. commitment from the management is important, and you're not going to get that uh, mm -hmm. if they're, you're trying to do it on the fly. Yeah, I mean it's possible to do it on the fly. Uh, no, we how many times have we done that? Yeah, it's just it, <laughs> the likelihood of it costing you more money down the road is a lot higher. Ab right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, how many times have we yeah. uh, redone what we've redone? Spend a little bit more up front to do it right, or spend a lot several times later on down the road to redo it right. Yeah, don't don't so, learn, uh, or don't make those mistakes. Learn from our mistakes. Really get somebody that knows what they're doing to come in and and then help you out with change management. Right. Well, I think that that's all the time we have. Um, let us know, servicesharp at sharpstonegroup.com for the email. Uh, we'll have, like I said, our social media accounts posted on the uh, on the podcast notes. Uh, send us any comments or questions that you might have. Uh, let us know if you disagree with us. We'd love to have uh, mm -hmm. we'd love to have a healthy conversation about you know where we might be uh, incorrect or, or need a little bit of change. Hey, I'm I'm so, wrong pretty often. My wife tells me. Yeah. Yeah, she's right. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. well, thank you very much. Uh, again, this is Service Sharp. And uh, uh, check out the Sharpstone Group, www.sharpstonegroup.com. Have a great one. Thanks.